0: Om sahana vavatu sahano bhunaktu
1: sahviryam karavavahai tejasvinavadhitamastu ma vidvishavahai Om
0: shanti 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 So we started off with uh, chapter 5 uh, last week uh,
1: shlokas 1 to 4. And uh, basically, in these uh, shlokas, Arjuna is again confused between what is uh, sannyasa, what is uh, karma. And then he questions uh, Krishna, saying that uh, you seem to praise uh, uh, knowledge, renunciation of action as much better than, and then you are asking me to fight. Why are you doing this? So clarify. So, In the last satsang, we talked about the essential differences between what is Jnana, which is the Sankhya or the knowledge of who we truly are. And what is Karma? Work that can be selfish and selfless both. We talked about that. And what is sannyasa. Sanyasa is basically a lifestyle. It is not necessarily a a path that you take where, where there is no action. So we also talked about the karma yoga, which is basically karma to karma yoga, selfless work and duty. That's what is karma yoga. And then we talked about uh, nana karma Sannyasa yoga. So how you can continue doing the work or your duties, knowing who we truly are and irrespective of the lifestyle, whether it is kruhasthashram uh, or sanyasa dharma, you continue doing your work in that particular lifestyle by knowing who you truly are and uh, karma sanyasa. Karma sanyasa is basically that uh, lifestyle of a renunciate which is uh, compared to a householder. So someone who has renounced the karma and has taken off the householder life and has gone off to take up another type of uh, ashrama dharma. So we talked about that and then we also uh, dug deeper into the impact of gunas and the ashramas. There's this interesting point uh, about uh, the various gunas and ashramas in terms of how they manifest in, 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 in the um, in the in the entire uh, dharmartha kama moksha cycle. Uh, we also digressed a little bit to talk about uh, commonality and differences between various religions. And uh, the biggest difference between Sanatana Dharma and others is that where Sanatana Dharma says that you are the god and propounds a dvaita. Although, you know, there is seemingly dvaita everywhere in the external universe and also within our own minds. But uh, the other religions uh, probably uh, do not state that you are the God. So that's the sort of uh, uh, conclusion that that what we did. And today we are doing uh, five to nine. And before anyone of us can volunteer to chat the shlokas, and if nobody's ready to volunteer, I will volunteer. Not an issue. Um, uh, Just wanted to know uh, if I missed any
0: discussion from last of that we should quickly capture here.
1: All right. So any volunteers for chanting the shloka five to
0: nine?
2: No, I can't dare to chant uh, or to lead shloka eight. So I will leave it to you but that's...
0: <laughs> Okay. Okay, let me try. Okay.
1: Yet, sun prap. Tanam Tadiogairapi gamyate, गम्यते come Sankyamcha च chair, Yef यः Yef paschetisa paschetti, Sanyasas tumaha yogataha, Yoga Yoga तो विशुद्धात्मा विजितात्मा जितेन्द्रियः सर्वभूतात्मा भूतात्मा, भूतात्मा कुर्वन्न नपिना Naiva नैवा किंचित् करोमि ति युक्तो मन्येत तत्त्ववित् पश्यन्न pralabha nervisrujan gruhhann nimumishannimishannapi indriyan indriyarthesu
0: vartanta iti
1: dharayan
2: awesome
3: very nice rajesh thank you rajesh i think i think you all the singers in the group should be chanting it every time <laughs> Because when it is done in the right meter, um, um, it sounds so beautiful, like the way you just chanted.
1: Actually, that's the that's the reason why I was suggesting that we should do this. Because you know the words actually will stand out after you keep listening to it three, four times. The words actually keep you know coming up to our uh, to you because there are familiar words which come in, but we can't make out because of this the way that Sanskrit combines the sandhis and all that. It's very difficult to make that thing out when you look at the words.
3: Right.
2: Seriously, there are some uh, some of these uh, uh, sentences that are so complicated to, and yeah, you need to be tutored on how where to split them. Correct, correct. correct.
1: I still make a lot of mistakes.
2: How do you you remember where to split, Rajesh? You need to practice. No, you
1: practice, you practice.
2: Yeah.
1: Like for example, I. uh, I chant the entire Gita once a month on every Ekadashi along with my guru. So nine oh. nine chapters. So that kind of, you know, gets me the revision. Okay. But still I make a lot of mistakes, but that's fine, learning.
0: Oh. All right, we kick off with uh, anyone with your aha moments. One thing which struck me in this shlokas is that actually Krishna is not saying anything new. He's just elaborating on something, which is uh, Karma Yoga and uh, Jnana
1: Yoga are the two paths that you can take. It's It's not that you let go one and then do the other. You have to be prepared to understand what Jnana Yoga is, which means beautiful example of uh, I think it is here in this in this in these uh, shlokas where the purification part he talks about how to purify that uh, vessel right and by applying something and then after some time Mm -hmm. even the coating also goes off that's a very beautiful analogy I really liked it actually
2: but he says somewhere that uh, these things have to be in uh, have to be practiced serially not at the same time, right? The uh, karma yoga and uh, uh, the sanyasa, this thing, he says it has to be practiced in sequence or serially rather than trying to do them at the same time. Is it good?
0: Yeah,
1: karma yoga, Not. I would not call sannyasa. I would call it as jnana yoga. Jnana yoga,
2: Is yeah. it okay. Oh, yeah, sankhya. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah.
4: yeah and, uh, and then
0: somewhere,
2: sorry, go ahead.
4: No, no, no. I'll finish your thoughts. I mean, yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh, I was going to somewhere else. He mentions that um, you know it is because of the state of mind of Arjuna that you know one of the previous lokas uh, between one and four we read that uh, karma yoga was better than. Uh, resorting yeah. to renunciation and uh, yeah. in in one of these shlokas it, there's a specific mention that it was because of the state of mind in which yeah. Arjuna was that this uh, preference to uh, karma yoga over um, renunciation was given isn't it I thought that was yes pretty much on point with what we discussed as Mukhu mentioned right uh, gurus typically answer the questioner and not a uh, general uh this thing, yeah.
5: Yeah, most people need to prepare for, you know, prepare under the Karma Yoga kind of regime to graduate to Karma Sanyasa.
4: Yeah. And I I think Swamiji mentions in the book, um, I think in the in the first introduction, he does mention that um initially it is uh um it is Tamoguna predominant. And so to get us out of that inertia, it is a desire prompted action, and then to a selfless action, which is where karma sannyasa comes in, right? And then from there, your mind is at this point, a little more prepared for meditation, which is the third stage, right? So that's kind of how I interpreted that from the introduction.
5: Hmm.
4: And that's why it is in serial, uh, in series rather than.
5: yeah, Yeah in fact uh, I mentioned last time uh, you know in, in, in Shlokha 2 I think he says Karma Yoga is superior than Karma Sanyasa and then the fourth he says anyone who thinks it's different is a fool or something like that and then in five he emphatically says that both of them are identical for a person who has reached that state uh, of being a yogi right so in a way sort of he's looking at it from different vantage points. Uh, I think shloka too is from most people like us who are obviously not in that sort of state, but we're still in, in, in a state of evolution. And then he kind of says that, look, at the end of the day, both are fine, both are equally good. And then actually, and then finally he says that once you become a Yogi, it's, it's actually identical. It's not different because both of them involve action of different nature. So I just like the way it sort of transitioned from two to four to five. Uh, I thought it was like very nicely kind of said. You know, again, you know, it it, it helps kind of, you know, even for us, you know, if he said it's the same, then it would be like fair enough. But then he kind of he takes a step at a time and moves
6: forward. Uh, just one thing that on in five, it's not that the paths are same, the goal is the same.
5: Exactly. Goal. Yeah.
6: The one who sees the from the goal perspective, they're same. They're not the same. He's not saying it anywhere that they're same, even for again.
2: And the state is same.
6: Yeah,
1: I think I, I try to remember this like a shortcut, right? Karma to karma yoga, then to karma sannyasa yoga, then to jnana yoga, and it's not that you know, it's like it's not zero or one in each of the four stages. You know when, when doing karma also maybe people are aware of their goals are not aware of their end goal maybe you know they're aware of the goal saying that you know i want to achieve this material success or whatever but the spiritual goal may or may not be there that's the one part then when you go to karma yoga then that's the time when the person has uh, got a quote-unquote uh, flavor of what the what the end goal could be if they take this path so they convert from karma to karma yoga and then after doing the karma yoga they realize that you know, okay, I've done enough karma yoga now. I think uh, my mind is prepared. I need to go into karma sannyasa yoga, where the the proportion of uh, nana component increases there. Although the krana component is there and everywhere, but then the proportion increases there. But then the activities, the sort of the kind of activities what the person will do with the karma sannyasa yoga will will shift gradually. And then once they keep doing that over a period of time, they become mature enough to go into totally jnana yoga, which is a complete uh, 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 let go of, of action. And...
3: Yes, sir, I have a question there, Rajesh. That, like what you explained uh, and what Swamiji says also here, uh, somehow did not under, I did not understand this, that why it has to be done seriously. Because as you were explaining, you will have some combination of meditation and thinking about Brahman and, you know, doing Ajayasana while you are doing Kham Yoga as well. So why does he say that it has to be done seriously? I didn't get that part, if anybody can uh, comment on that.
1: I think the way that I've understood is the difference between the cup and the lip, right? You know, theoretically, you may have the knowledge, but uh, practically, is the mind still ready?
4: <laughs> yeah. I, I, I understood it in the form of uh, um, the form of Gunas. Uh, where we are going from a tamoguna um, predominant, predominance to sattva guna predominance. And so that one is serial. You have to go through um, from tamoguna to ritualistic actions, selfish um, uh, actions to get us into activity, into a rajoguna predominance. And then over a period of time, as you do that, that gets, um, um, you know, at some point you start to, Perform the actions, with, but with a, um, with a greater good in mind rather than being self selfish actions. And then so s- slowly starting to absorb more and more sattva into it and eventually becoming s- sattva predominant. So that path is serial. And that's why I feel um, that's how I related the series part to what was mentioned there.
5: I think also uh, no, but- Swami S P D says that if you uh, go directly to karma sannyasa, then the chances are because your uh, you know mind is not clear yeah. and you've got impurities, you will you you are you can potentially lose your way and kind of say what well, you know you'll be dissatisfied. You will still have all the vasanas and all the desires that uh, you know you kind of deal with when you do karma yoga. So his his logic was that if you get ahead of yourself, you can lose your way. And so you've got to do it step at a time. Having said that, of course, at each stage, you are kind of aware of sort of Brahman and you know what the intellectual concept is. But obviously, we don't get there until we kind of take a step at a time.
3: But I would think that in a day, you're doing so many actions that some of them may be just selfish actions and maybe, you know, for the greater good. And if you're meditating and all that right that's also
5: yeah.
3: uh, you know doing everything so so i still don't understand why it has to be no,
5: but, but but, but, but what am I, see, I mean even in karma yoga you are you, you you would do all of those you know you would you in karma yoga you would do selfless acts you will do things not just for your own good you will you will meditate i mean there is no sort of thing that meditation only happens at karma sannyasa, for example you would do all of those become to make your mind sort of stable and pure and then you're, you're when you move to karma sannyasa then you have it's, it's a lifestyle thing it's not a it's not like you know can i so it's a question of choosing a lifestyle which is which is aligned to how you are or what your sort of state of mind is it's not as if you can't do these things and the, i mean it, it, there's no exclusivity that you know you do a in 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 this in this period and then b in another period you would transition over time
6: yeah the way i understood was that the starting point is sequential it doesn't mean that you have to finish or you need to perfect karmi yoga and then only you can start karmia uh, yoga so the That's starting point I'm... yeah yeah this
5: is a, bit
6: of a bit i mean because see unless you have done a little bit of karma yoga you wouldn't be interested in this subject at all
2: True, so that's that, basic... that's fair. You cannot, yeah. meditate. Mm-hmm. you cannot meditate if your vasanas are not clear. At least you should have started on the Karma Yoga path. That's how I internalized it.
6: Correct. So the starting point is sequential, but it doesn't mean that you have to fully finish doing 100% Karma Yoga because unless you have Gan, actually you, I doubt anybody can do 100% Karma Yoga.
3: So... Exactly. Yeah. No, that's, yeah. Why, that's why I thought it was always uh, in combination
6: yeah but i think what you do need to step into karma yoga first to and you may have done it in the last Janma. so that's also a possibility so it doesn't mean that it needs to be in every Janma you have to do first karma and then gyan yoga if you're mentally prepared you're interested in it you're born in conducive environment where you're exposed to gyan yoga you can start with gyan yoga doesn't mean that you have never done karma yoga so in that sense and then the other thing is, if you look at Shloka six, actually it says that unless you've done Karma Yoga, it is very difficult, and that's why he's saying these are norms, and everything will have exceptions, but normally this is what how it'll go is what he's
1: saying. Yeah, and also uh, you know uh, I, I I also like to think about it in, in a different way, right? Where, let's say you draw draw a four by two matrix, okay, Karma. Karma Yoga, Karma Sanyasa Yoga and uh, Nana Yoga. And then on the rows you put, you know, uh, 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 the desires, what 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 you have. The I mean, when I say desires, I mean the worldly or selfish desires of what you have. And then the activities, what you do. Okay, daily activities. So, you know, that chart, when you when you have the chart in in front of you, you can put yourself saying that, okay, by looking at it critically by yourself, you know, you can't judge another person, but you can judge your own self. You know, what kind okay. of activities do I predominantly spend my time in? Okay, what kind of desires do I chase in my thinking or even, even my action or my thoughts? Right, and then you, then you sort of will get a fluid map as to where you fall into the particular thing. And to Alpana's point, you know, some people may fall on the right extreme, some people may fall on the left extreme. And some people may fall in between, but chances are people who have understood that there is, you know, a, a spiritual goal will fall between the, you know, the karma yoga bucket and the gnana yoga bucket. Not, not necessarily the karma yoga, karma karma bucket, all the
3: time. Right. No, that's exactly how I think about it, uh, yeah. uh, Rajesh. So that's helpful. Yeah, yeah I think the predominance.
2: Point. Yeah. Hey, Gunta, uh, hey, what you said. Um, Rajiv had asked a question several weeks before about how do I measure my progress, et cetera. So Rajiv, this could be a framework, what Gunta has just said.
5: Yes, sure. Absolutely.
7: Rajesh, a quick question. Why do you put karma alongside of karma yoga, karma sannyasa yoga and jnana yoga? Is that more like a baseline point? Yeah. yeah.
1: So you the way the way that I've understood this is uh, you know uh, you look at uh, let's say that uh, let's take a take a uh, hypothetical case of someone who has not been exposed to the spiritual path at all. Okay, he does some karma or the other for sure every day, but he probably has a different goal than the spiritual goal. But let's say one fine day, he comes across this great book called Bhagavad Gita and he learns that there is another path where you can continue doing whatever karma that you want to do, but you can actually change your attitude by doing, while doing that work. Then it becomes karma yoga. Then because he realizes that, you know, instead of going in this path, I, I actually will have to take a turn, mentally turn to a different path because my goal has become different. The point is people will start when they start realizing that the goal could be different. Okay. And when that intensity of that uh, uh, reaching that goal uh, increases, then they'll shift from karma to karma yoga. Again, the shift may not happen you know, in like a halal cut. It will happen gradually over a period of time.
7: More like a baseline point in the absence right. of karma right. yoga or a, right. the other type, the star. Right. Correct. I mean, most of us
5: are, I think, good examples at some level. I mean, taking my own case, for the first 45, 50 years of my life, I was just doing karma because I had no idea what karma yoga meant. Subconsciously, I might be doing some karma yoga uh, for whatever reason, maybe because of my vasana or whatever, but fundamentally, I was doing karma, right? I'm now sort of saying I need to be doing karma yoga. That's my transition, right? Because I've kind of... And why did I move to that point? Exactly as Rajesh said, because I understood from reading some of the Gita that the ultimate goal is jnana yoga. Intellectually, I'm kind of internalizing it, but clearly, I'm not in, in a state where I can move to karma sanyasa or Jnana yoga at this point, because I've got my sort of uh, you know duties to be done as a So I'm trying to transition. I'm not saying I'm there, but I'm trying to transition to karma yoga and maybe at some point, whether it's this Janma or another, uh, you, you, you move to the karma yoga stage. Sorry, to be sanyasa stage. It's it's a little bit like sort of all the swamis that we follow they got to Karma Sanyasa at 20, for example, right? So that's the path that they took because in the previous Janma, they had kind of matured to a level where they could do this transition. Most of us obviously went through that cycle and hopefully some of us have, are, can get further along in this, in this kind of journey. So I think uh, in a way, this is a step-by-step approach, but knowing the ultimate goal is important because that, that's what sort of inspires you to kind of move, move along in, in that journey.
2: And uh, I I don't know about all the uh, uh, all of you, but uh, I don't think I'm confident that I'm fully into karma yoga even now, right? Even after all this, I, I still think I have some personal desires and uh, uh, goals that I want to achieve, which may not truly qualify as karma yoga. Is my humble yeah, and
5: I I would I would sort of would they call that a transition because I, you I, I'm exactly in your the same space as you mentioned which is I'm, I'm conscious of karma yoga being the right thing to do. Am I doing it in my all my actions? The answer is absolutely no. Uh, am I trying? Yes, I am. I'm successful sometimes and not other times. But, and but, and so but you know, whether you call it a karma yoga stage or not, I don't know. But that's the kind of journey or, or you're moving towards aware aware.
0: Yeah.
1: But, yeah but but Uday and actually oh. you know there's a there's a uh, there's another way of thinking about it right to Uday's question you know
0: here's how I would
1: think okay there are two aspects of karma yoga right one is doing with the uh, doing an activity without a selfish uh, desire or you know you subdue your own ego and say that I'm part of the larger being and then with that idea of nana what what the unity is you start doing that if one is not able to do that which is what i think both both of you are explaining okay then the other way of doing it is go go let's go ahead and do the desire driven action what what we what we have but then start having the attitude saying that this that's a blessing it's not something that i have done it's a blessing from the universe The result is a blessing then 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 the the, the part is then you're actually converting karma into karma yoga it's a this is karma but it is still Sort of getting you to start
5: thinking, thinking about,
1: you know, uh, abrogating your own ego to the larger uh, yeah, uh, Brahman. exactly.
5: And uh, you, you're absolutely right. And that's kind of a process. I mean, it doesn't happen overnight. And Correct. Correct. as long as you're thinking in that sort of space yeah. and direction, I think you're making progress. And yeah,
1: so yeah. you know, I don't think there's any problem in terms of doing whatever that we want to do. You no know, yeah, cool. uh, As long as that either of these two attitudes, why am I doing this? Am I doing this because now I think I'm a cog cog, cog in the larger wheel of the universe. I have to do this, therefore I'm doing it. That one action. Second thing is, no, 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 I really want to achieve this particular goal in my life. But then let's say that you go and achieve that particular goal. Then at that point of time, if you start developing that attitude saying that, you know, this is a blessing for the universe, then you're actually in the karma yoga mode.
2: Good
8: one, So maybe one, one other perspective um, <clears throat> is, you know, from an identity point of view, right? Uh, same thing, because you are you're established, you know, like uh, Ajay, you said it, right? 15, 30 years back, I thought the body and mind this Muku, that's the ultimate, right? So somebody you know, made a comment, I was pissed off, right? I was trying to become whatever exec, uh, build that identity, right? But then slowly you're introduced to a science that identity is fluid. As a concept, right, through either through Bhagavad Gita or whatever mechanism that, you know, that the whole, the, the whole strong foundation of the identity in which we all standing and building, the foundation is not as strong, that idea is introduced, right? Once idea is introduced, then you start kind of inquiring, right? The, the identity itself, right? Who am I, question, right? And the, as the journey continues, then you see that, you know, the, 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 all the four stages, however, I mean, however you want to label it, right? you start think, understanding, I am, okay, I'm not this body-mind, because definitely, you know, in deep sleep, I don't exist, right? So then the question, then you start probing in. Let us say, oh, the scriptures are saying I'm the consciousness, or I'm Ishwara, right? Whatever idea idea that we land into, right? Then if I'm not this, if I'm that, then a lot of times you start viewing life from both the perspectives, right? For example, somebody criticizes you, then we may, instead of becoming angry, say I'm Ishwara, right? I'm not this body, why, why? And then you start responding, right? Then slowly, the, as you start living life through the lens of the other identity, the transition happens from um, what are the karma, I mean, all these four stages will transition. So nothing, all you're still continuing to act, right? Your, your movement of the body, mind is not changed, but the identity from which the framework from which you act changes. That's at least, been my understanding that's that's a perspective which i look at this whole series um, just from the view of identity how it is dissolving or how it is moving away from uh, the one that is avidya to vidya which is the true identity makes sense absolutely
7: and just to add to that from my experience right like i just said totally agree it's a process to that I think most of the time that there is a the, the learning that is understood, right? Probably not effectively implemented. And I find myself in so many such situations where maybe the thought comes after, you know, could, yeah, we, we knew all of this. So why did I engage with this thought? Why did I react to this in this manner? But I find that itself as a great progress. There was a situation where you just go with the flow without even thinking, you know, it's just one line of action, but do, uh, again, goes back to probably a little bit, loosely a parallel of, you know, understand, do and know kind of stuff, right? So we all learn, uh, probably you slip a few times, but the very, uh, right after you do, or some point in time, you're realizing yourself that maybe there is a different way to do it, Mm -hmm. reapply those learnings. And I think that's how I am seeing myself. Yes, go down, I mean, probably do, things differently, realize, take another step, I'm seeing that as a process, so I just wanted to add that, it's, I I don't think I'm at a state where, you know, there are no personal desires, or I'm able to really exactly react the way we are saying is a karma yoga, karma sannyasa yoga, I know, I think in some actions, probably, you know, the maturity is much higher, some actions, probably we are still sleeping, so it's, it's going, you know, the iterative learning process is how I see it for myself.
0: All of us are in the same boat looks like it.
6: And yet, uh, I think uh, it's interesting that none of these chapters are purely on Karma Yoga. And they all have Jnana Yoga interspersed in each of these, in you know, every two, three shlokas. And the reason is that the more you try to make yourself perfect as a karmi yogi, you are increasing the Ahankar. So that is why, you know, that, that angle of uh, having that identity discussion, which I think Muku is trying to get to, is very important as well. And hence, even though the starting point is sequential, it shouldn't be that when I become 100% Karmiyogi, then I will start and go on to the Gyan. Because if you look at Shloka 7, it also sort of gives the, uh, it gives it not sequentially that much because it is first one is more of karma yoga yoga yukto, atma. so by doing the karma yoga you clarify you purify your atma here atma refers to more of the um, uh, more of the body and then the second one is atma, jitendriya. so more of the subtle body that you control your senses and you uh, win over your, your mind uh, but then the, the third one is where you know it is not leaving just to the karma yoga part um, it is more of sarva bhuta atma bhuta atma you see yourself the capital self your atma in everybody so so you have to to start working on the identity piece as well pretty pretty soon rather than trying to perfect uh, the the first two that are that are mentioned um, because the aim is actually to realize that self, not to make us as perfect karma yogis. Well.
1: Beautifully said, Alpana.
7: And that's very profound. The way you said, hundred percent karma yoga actually increases your ahankar. You go on working on that perfection.
9: So I, I just have a small point. It's karma yoga will not increase ahankar. Karma will increase Ahankar. I because
6: think what you increase
9: Ahankar is, ki I want to be 100% karma Yogi, is the Ahankar. That's a different thing, but I see it's a misnomer Alpana, because the moment you say Karma Yogi, it, it means Yogastha Kuru Karmani. Agar aap Yog mein sthit Karam karre ho, to Ahankar aayegah you know. The point is that you are, if you're trying to be a karma Yogi, versus you are a karm yogi if you are i'm just saying i'm just going by the very literal sense of the word karma yogi but because even karma, karma yogi, yogi means...
6: you can have the uh, the doership right you still have the doership and that is the anchor i'm not talking about pride i'm talking about the the i the, the, the anchor which is the notion of identity not the pride one i understand so i'll you tell
9: know? you maybe you're right Alpana. maybe you're right but i just wanted to say that you know just a different perspective, maybe not necessarily right or wrong. No, no, no. Once you use the word karma yogi, Mm. if you are a karm yogi, that means you're doing the karma established in yoga. If you are doing the karma established in yoga, that means you're in unison with that, you know, that being. Then the possibility of, you know, hankar coming into you is minimized and That is different. So I, you're trying to be a karma yogi versus you are a karma yogi.
6: Correct, correct. No, you absolutely absolutely yep. got it right. And that's where we said that once you are a jnani only, then you can be a 100% karma yogi.
9: Absolutely, absolutely right. right. Yes, but in yes. The
6: process yes. of making yourself that I'm trying wow, to be a 100% karma yogi, you are increasing your ahankar, your identity. Yep. As this, oh, I want to be a karma yogi, which is... Actually, an impossible situation. It's like two parallel lines. They will never yeah. meet. Yeah, you can't yeah. be. You're, you're right. And I think you, you, you caught the, the, the right thing, yes. And that should be highlighted. Yeah.
5: Yeah. I mean, you know, th- that brings me to a question. I mean, is karma yogi and jnani the same?
6: A jnani is 100% karma yogi. Yes.
5: Okay. Fair <laughs> enough. Yeah. No, I was going to say that because I, I, in my head, you know, you can be a karma yogi, uh, but you may not be jnani. But you saying if you are a karma yogi, somebody who's also a gyani. no, oh, because
6: okay. no, no, you can try to be a karma yogi, but unless you have, you don't have, you haven't lost your identity, it is very yeah. hard to be unselfish in everything. You will have well, some iota right. of something somewhere. It'll come if you have your sense of identity.
5: Perfection will the hundred percent perfection we spoke about comes only if you're a gandhi Yeah, I mean, that's the only because that's the only truth in in a way. So yeah.
1: So there's also another perspective, right? Uh, Ajay, to your question, there are a lot of, uh, quote-unquote, the seva organizations within India, right, who say that, okay, sabka seva karo and, you know, you will get the ultimate and all that. But the point is, some of them may tell their followers what is that ultimate. Some of them will probably not even tell them.
5: In which case, they would be a karma yogi but not be a jnani.
1: Karma yogi without knowing why they're doing it. The question yes, yes. is, you know, you need to know why you're doing what you're doing.
5: Yeah, yeah I, I see what you're saying. So you're saying either way you need to know whether you it's yeah. a devotion to God or whether it's the you know the moksha part. Yeah.
1: Now, what's the whole point in building a big castle without knowing why you're exactly. building that castle for?
0: Exactly,
5: yeah. That makes sense.
3: So now, I have a I have a question. So if you want to make an equation. Then jnani yogi is hundred percent karam yogi plus something else, which is perhaps self-knowledge. Yes. Um,
6: it is not an individual, right? So how do you say that? Once you're jnani, you're not the person itself. So from that from that angle, you are you're not doing any karma. So actually No, no, fair enough. No, but Which I'm saying is, from the from
3: this reference point, like while you're at this side of the river, see, once you're on the other side of the river, then everything, then everything, nothing matters, right? Everything just sort of dissolves. So on I this side that. of
6: the river, you are not a jnani. So you can't be enlightened. No, no, I know. No,
3: no, I know that. But what I'm saying mm. is to just to mentally understand it, that mm. what how do you define a jnani is yeah. basically that 100% Karam Yogi plus... Uh, the deep awareness of, of self or Brahman, right? Is that
6: what it is? Or, or or it's 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 not even required to put it like that. It's not required is what I'm saying. You cannot put it in fact. I don't think you can. Okay.
1: I think I think the way that I would say it is 100% jnani is chinmaya Matra, nothing else uh-huh. other than just that Chit Maya, like full of that Chit.
6: And yet, from that angle, what this body-mind will do is a 100% Karmiyogi.
3: Yeah. Ah, oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So that's that's interesting. And still that
1: still that person might love coffee or, you know, might smoke like what Swami Vivekananda
3: did, but that does not matter. <laughs> I'll have to remember that, Rajesh, that there's a redemption. <laughs> Potential redemption. <laughs>
1: No, I think because sometimes we have these misconceptions, right? Because people's particular lifestyle, the way that they lead their life, we don't know at what stage of spiritual development they are in, but we make our own quote-unquote right or wrong assessments about people.
6: It's very useful even when you're trying to surrender to a guru that the guru can continue to do whatever you know their habits they have. You have to look beyond that to be able to surrender, to be able to you know, accept them as a guru as well. Mute, Ajay, you're on mute. mute,
8: mute.
5: Uh, sorry, I'm saying that's an important switch in my mind in the last few weeks, which is, you know, my expectation of a yogi, Swami, whatever, was that that person should be perfect. And uh, I now realize that that is never the case. So that's an important thing because for me, you know, I would kind of just switch off with people who I thought, well, if he's such a big gyani, why is he doing this or that?
6: Uh, which actually, is they are perfect, but we don't we don't see it from that that eye. Because what they are doing is based upon either the situation or whatever. So they may be so actually perfect, but we and we we will never understand their ways. Why they are getting angry?
5: No, for example, if Vivekanand was smoking, right no. now you would say, you know, what kind of Swami is he? I'm just taking an example. I mean, it could be any other vice for that matter, right? And I'm like, you know, why would, you know, if he's such a Gyanir, why would he do something as silly as that? And but then you say, well, you know, who, you know that's the maybe it was the right?
6: culture at that time and he, but it would be culture, product, accepted more, other, right? yeah,
0: that
6: I am one among you and yet, you know, very different. That's what I'm saying. You can actually not, um, we, we don't understand why. I'm sure if he wanted, he could have, he would have left it.
5: I'm sure, I'm sure. And I, you know, my sort of, uh, the way I sort of uh, internalize is it that this is part of his, that person's prarabdha and that will play out so it's okay you know at the end of the day, we'll, you know, yeah, I know you the... can you
6: can argue it either from either yeah, side yeah. Both other. more
8: important <laughs> yeah. yeah in fact uh, that's a good point right my guru always says for any enlightened masters uh, don't do what they tell you to do don't do what they do right just don't mimic them but always Listen to what, if they give you a specific instruction, just do that part, right? Because you can never, like Alpana's point, you can never judge, um, like a, f- a frog, uh, uh, no, a well frog can never judge the magnitude of notion, right? I mean, which is not beyond the mind, and it's something the mind cannot grasp, right? And uh, that's always his uh, uh, thing. And, and the other perspective also he gave at one point was like, you know, like a lot of yogis in Himalayas, and like smoke, right? And all that, like your point, why do we come the smoke. They say sometimes they retain like, a, because once you become enlightened, there's no desire to come to the body back, right? Because it it's just like you're expanded. Uh, so sometimes a little bit of a retain, a thread they retain to come back uh, is, is some of those habits. Like Ramakrishna used to eat sweets, nice. right? It's not like, a, you know, like he'll always, in fact, after Samadhi, he will come back and say, give me Ladu or some specific sweet. That was his mm. thing, right? So basically it is the thread they are connecting with this, the 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 six feet body to come back to land into. Uh, so that's why he says, I mean, never ever just that is something we like mind cannot grasp. Just, um, yeah, n- never judge. Nicely, You're, you nice always say, even, yeah, even if you suspect somebody's enlightenment, just don't, never ever judge. Just mm-hmm. follow the feet if you like the teaching, follow. Otherwise, just move on with your life. Just, that's it. yeah. Very well said. Yeah.
6: In fact, the next two shlokas talk about that only, right?
0: Mm.
6: <laughs> he does everything, the gyanee.
1: <laughs> and it's also interesting, the next two shlokas, right, the eight and nine, they actually cover all the ten senses. And mm-hmm. it, there's always this question that keeps coming about, right? You know, in the in the earlier days, I used to get confused. When you're saying there's no action to be done, but there's al- already some involuntary action happening in the body. So how can a person, be a, a, a person be without any action? I used to have that question. But then the point is that the perspective shift. It does okay. The action will keep happening. But, you know, it just happens. That's it. You just have to accept it. You cannot claim ownership for that.
5: Yeah, yeah. In fact, as uh, Professor VK kind of concludes that by saying, a yogi has no doership, there's only the doing.
0: Yeah,
7: yeah. uh, Going back to seven, right, there there is the statement about uh, intellect reflecting the condition of the mind. And so, obviously, when the mind quietens, you know, do you have uh, intellect also uh, will not have any disturbances. I thought mind, uh, intellect is the one that reasons it out. Does it reflect mind? Reflects the condition of the mind? I am not sure. I'm not sure whether I interpreted this sentence correctly.
1: Actually, Shyamala, there's a saying, right? When you can't fight them, join them. That's what happens to the intellect when it can't fight the mind emotional mind it just joins it and accepts whatever the mind says
7: okay so mind quietens then intellect joins
1: when when mind doesn't quieten also the
0: intellect joins to do what the mind wants to do the emotional mind mm. so actually you go back to the chapter which uh,
1: the previous chapter where we had so basically, if you go through that sequence, right, the uh, people will start thinking about objects, then the senses will get attached to the objects, then the mind will want that particular objects, then, you know, If you don't get it, you will get angry. If you get it, you want to hold it and you want to retain it. And then what happens is the buddhi, which knows that that is not the right thing to do, but there's something else which is there, that is deluded by what is right and what is wrong. And so it joins the whole thing. So it convinces itself, like what Arjuna did, saying that I should not fight the battle. It convinces itself, saying that I think this is what is required for me right now.
5: What is, is exactly what happens to me when I try and wake up at five a.m. in the morning. <laughs> my mind my, my intellect knows what to do, but my mind doesn't agree. And then mm-hmm. intellect eventually joins the mind. <laughs>
8: <laughs> well said. <laughs> and and you're not alone.
6: Biggest <laughs> struggle I have to. I mean better. <laughs> this is worse than the mango thing. <laughs> no. The example I think worse than mango. <laughs> Getting up in the morning. <laughs>
0: Okay, yeah, I like. I really like the way that uh, Gita has broken up the model
1: of a human being, right? The Panchakosha model and and the way that the interactions happen. It's so. I mean, after you understood the concept, it seems very intuitive, actually. But you till, till yeah. you understand the concept, it is not intuitive.
5: Yeah, it's intuitive in some at some level, but just there's a big difference between reading and doing.
1: Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. No, all I'm saying is that, you know, I I was just thinking about this, you know, this wild thought, right? You know, think about all the people who go for therapy. Now, if the therapists have been equipped with this particular knowledge, I think the way that they would treat their patients would be very different than the way that they currently doing. That's what I'm
5: trying to say. Yeah, fair enough.
6: I'm just thinking about antahkaran. So, antahkaran is those four things, right? So, those four things are not different. They are just... Different uh, hats like we wear different hats as a daughter, mother, etc. So different hats that the same So It's not like four different. First of all, parts of body. It is one. And then the second thing is uh, uh, whatever. No, sorry, is... sorry.
2: Uh, Alpana, uh, sorry to interrupt. So, what are the four things? The one uh, yeah.
6: ahankar, the chit. memory storage chit, the the uh-huh. um, Chit, the buddhi, buddhi is the intellect, intellect. is the decisive Vignana power.
2: Posha, right? That part, those four you are talking about. What
6: uh, Kosh, it is the uh, anta karan. Anta okay. has four because one of that goes to mano uh, mano Kosh. but buddhi, hankar, and chit they go to the vignanamayakosh.
5: Yeah.
2: Okay.
6: Yeah. Okay.
5: Yeah, I'm not sure about whether memory goes there, but yeah
6: actually memory goes there it was i only uh, learned it uh, few weeks ago i used to think man and chit go together but actually chit is part of vigyanmay Kosh because that's where the um, the vasanas are kept so from the seed, right. and they go into the seed state so they are actually closest to the
5: but, but aren't the vasanas closer to the mind as opposed to the
6: intellect so mind uses them obviously right again it is the same it is the same uh, yeah yeah no but vijyan may actually includes the vasnas also because vasnas come first <laughs> they are the one which are preparing us or defining us or
5: driving things Yeah. Mm-hmm.
6: yeah so so what i was saying was uh so this antataran, the way it works is it is just mo- it is something which is so fluid and it is the modification in it which is making us feel that I am this or I see this, it is just that modification. So it makes it actually even more uh, convincing that the way we see the dream, actually this world may be just happening in that and it's just taking the modifications.
3: Hmm.
6: That's what that's called Maya, right? Yeah. Maya Maybe. is avidya. Hmm. So this, this is the world, layer after Maya. Projection. This is projection of Maya, you can say. Yeah. But it is just, you can think of it as in a, on a fabric and there are this modifications happening and that's what this world is. And this reminds me of that uh, example which Swami SPG takes about the lake. In the lake, you see all the reflection. So forget about the actual buildings outside, but in the lake, you're seeing all the reflection, but what is it? Just water. Similarly, your antakaran can have different, just, it forms different shapes, etc. for us to feel that these things are there. What is there to prove that anything is outside? And this this is how I think, Swami S. P. G. actually, he touches upon this thing ki, drishta drishya se alag hai, but kya drishya drishta se alag hai? Say it
5: again, say it again, sorry
6: drishta drishya say Alagaya. so we are different from what we are seeing right because even when that drishya is not there we exist so we are different from that but is the drishya different from us is the dream different from our mind mind is different from the dream but is the dream different from our mind it is just a you know, a yeah. modification the mind
2: is not that there's no dream therefore Right. If the mind is not There's there, there wouldn't no have dream. Been a dream. dream is no existence. Yeah. Take other, away the mind, mind is there exist. is no dream. Yeah. Therefore, the yeah. dream is the mind. Yeah. yeah. But, but um, I always get uh, get um, whatever befuddled or um, you know, when it is a shared reality, somebody else sees what is outside.
6: In the dream, you see. Water. In your dream, you see different people, and they share the same reality. Hmm. It is just your. So mind. even
2: those other people are also part of the dream.
6: So we are all part of one consciousness, which is which is what we really are. Hmm. Part is also a wrong word, but you <laughs> yeah, know. In the absence of anything. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's actually very fascinating. You just pick up one one thing, and you come. Keep thinking about it. How it has been explained in different Upanishads, and it begins to come together as what the Gyan is. <laughs> uh, um,
4: the in the uh, lake analogy reminded me. So this is yet another way of looking at this whole thing. This whole path then is, you know, uh, if you were to look at our, you know, it's finally the purification of the mind, and but. The state of our mind today is that of a lake that's muddled with water and also has a lot of waves on the surface, right? So um, so then there are at least a couple of steps before we can get that to a pure state where there are the, the lake is very uh, calm. There is no waves on the surface, but at, at the same time, it's also pure. All the impurities have settled down, right? So um, the impurities are removed or set, they settle down through karma yoga, the uh, and upasana yoga, the and the meditation uh, relaxes the, the 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 surface of the lake. So that calms the surface of the lake, and eventually leaving the mind in a very uh, tranquil state, which is now ready for the next level. Right. So finally, it is about purification of the mind, and. Uh, uh we're looking at it in different ways obviously you, you, you know if you look at it through the lens of gunas then it, it um it is about making the mind more and more predominantly sattvic so it is a journey to get us there
6: but kishor mind is part of the maya so do you really need to calm it down
4: <laughs> interesting okay yeah, But sure the, that's... the way I see it is, mind is required uh, to actually. Um, the, this is actually, in fact, uh, very interestingly, a topic uh, that I'm listening to in Kato Upanishad as well. In right?
6: Kato Upanishad, yes. Right.
4: So, <laughs> is mind? Uh, you know, mind is where you're going to. Mind is required to understand Brahman. Is is how Kato Upanishad puts it. But obviously, in other Upanishads, they say mind is not required. Right. So, in fact, uh, just uh, yesterday I was listening to the talk where. Swamiji talks about what is this contradiction, right? And uh, it, it was very nicely kind of explained. So <laughs> um, it's interesting.
8: Yeah. yeah, Because the, I think, see the, in one aspect is you clean the mind, you clean the mind, right? Something opens up, right? But, or you can just say something opens. I mean, I'm not the mind, right? Just instead of attempting to clean it, you just acknowledge you're not it, right? then the something else, you fall into the something else. So the, the again, they're all paths. I'm not, if somebody yeah, will resonate right. more with one, I'm not yeah. here suggesting, uh, that's important, right? If you resonate with it, that's what, that's part. And it'll lead you, I mean, from anywhere you start, it'll lead you to the ultimate. That's the beauty of it. That there's not right. like a, I mean, you start with the mind, you start with the no mind, you start with the body, you start with the being, you start with the emotions. It'll Everything will, with the right guidance will open it up. But I'm just saying, uh, one path is the mind. The other path is you can just say there's no mind. You can completely not pay attention to it, right? And where you fall in is also the same space. So it can can go both ways. I'm just highlighting the possibilities here. Yeah, exactly. Well
6: said. Yeah. Well said. Yeah. Well said.
8: yeah. Hey, uh, it, somehow, like for me, the the first part
4: is the one that resonates more, which is which is to work on the mind, which is in in the sense that. Uh, uh, yoga comes through in that in that stage, which is around you know if you see what Yoga Sutra says, it's basically uh, Yoga Chitta Vritti Niroda, right? And uh, uh, so getting mind there in the first place, and then from there, now you have created a really good launch pad to understand Nana Yoga and to really ingest it, right? So uh, that is one path, which is probably uh, I don't know if that's what is called Raja Yoga, but that's kind of that seems like the um, from what I uh, understand, um, yeah. The other one is to understand if the, the theory itself is so well known, then you don't need that. I, I get that too. Yeah. The question, the question that I have is like, you know, obviously, it's a rhetoric question.
1: The question is, you know, if uh, if uh, one acknowledges that they are Brahman, Brahman doesn't need any purification, nothing. Yeah. And uh, then whatever you, that you do does not really is action, but then if you if one does not, quote-unquote, acknowledge that they are Brahman and they continue doing the work, who is it
0: purifying, whatever that work that we're doing?
4: Yeah. If if you're able to say that with conviction, then it's okay. And, and that's kind of where the
7: problem is.
6: Yeah, Rajesh, but if you're not thinking that you're Brahman, you're purifying the mind, then you're in yeah. the body, then it is, you're purifying your mind, then it is the entire Vyavaharik Satta. Correct, correct. Yeah. Then the Vedas, everything is there only.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So effectively, it's a technique. The entire thing is a technique to um, elevate the mind uh, or the, the, um, the antakaran to a point where there is no mind, finally.
5: Yeah, yeah. I mean, that... I mean, that's how I think about it, that we are Brahman. We don't know we are Brahman. And so something needs to be done, which is to purify your mind in the transactional world to get to a point where you realize you are Brahman and then there is no further purification. Yeah. yeah.
4: Yes. See, sadhana chatushim is pretty much that, right? Purification of the mind. Okay. Exactly. I mean. Exactly. Uh, uh, and you you take that or you take yamas and Yamas, you take value of values i mean those are all uh you know, you know if you take all of that it's all going into preparing the mind i mean there is uh i i i, I you know in from what i can see i there's no uh, route that will escape that i mean there actually, is no way and because you are not going to be a mind that is not prepared is not going to even be interested at least it, it may not be in this birth but you should have purified it in the earlier birth if that is the case actually
1: uh, as you go forward in, in gita right there is this uh, uh, there is this uh, chapter where uh, krishna gives darshan of vishwarupa to arjuna and there he says Arjuna, I can show you my uh, my Vishwarupa, but you will not be able to see. It. So I'm going to give you a different set of eyes, okay? Mm-hmm. And actually, Swamiji interprets Swami Parananda, He interprets saying that that different set of eyes is nothing but an eyes seen through a lens of nana, of the knowledge eye. So the third eye is what they call it, right? The third eye is actually an, yes. a euphemism to say that you are not viewing from the material eyes, the material world, and interpreting it, but you're viewing it from a different lens. The lens is totally different. The lens is the
0: lens that you should be viewing the entire world. And that's the DNA lens.
4: The, um, I, I know, I think it was to Shamla's question, um, the purification or uh, getting the intellect more and more pure. Um, I, I, I also read elsewhere that intellect is where the Atman shines, right? So, the um, in, you know, as the mind becomes tranquil and becomes more and more pure, it is able to reflect the, the reflection is always there, just that it's muddled with so many things that we are not able to be as the observer as is not able to see it. However, when the mind is tranquil, when it is pure, just like a, a mirror that has been cleaned is able to reflect better. The the atman is reflected better in a, a mind that is more and more um, uh, pure. So and and. Elsewhere, I uh, read that it is in the buddhi that the reflection happens because that's closer, closest rather uh, to the um, uh, uh, to the atman, and that's kind of where the reflection happens. Right. So then, if you look at it from that angle, too, we are making the mirror clean um, so that atman can reflect on it, and we can, I, I we as the observer, are able to uh, uh, see ourselves in that mirror, right?
6: That's right, Kishore. And actually, jnana um, is supposed to be the 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 best cleansing agent, if you may, may call it. So, so jnana will also do the same thing. Correct. And what I was referring to was karma yoga is not the only option to purify your your antariksha. Jnana also purifies it. Mm-hmm. In the chapter I don't remember, but yeah, jnana is the the one that also purifies the mind. For that reflection, yeah, because yeah. yes, that brahmaka Vritti has to happen. For that, yes, it needs to be um, very still, and yeah. it has to just think about Ramana. Then only that Brahmakar Vritti, and then it'll drop. So then you don't. Uh, eventually, you don't need the mind.
5: Yeah,
6: but I- that initial step, and that can happen through Gyan as well.
5: Hmm. But you can't. But how do you get Gyan without, if your mind, if your mind is not prepared?
6: That's why. So it doesn't need to be hundred percent prepared. Yeah, you need to start thinking about it. Yeah. And if you only think about that, then all your vices anyway will drop, right? Because the intensity of you just want work, then what else desire is left? But
1: but Ajay Ajay, you know, to your point, you know, think about this. Okay, you know, few years before we learned yoga, uh, Gita, you know, we probably had, uh, you know, on a scale of one to ten, we probably had a particular orientation. Okay, towards this. But after we've learned Gita, you know, has that orientation still remained at the same level or has it changed? Changed, yeah. And now you extrapolate it into you know just a few years, okay, has, has been in this. Now you extrapolate a few infinite lifetimes. Why
5: would yeah, it but, not change? No, it would change, but my sort of, and you know, this is interesting because for for a very long time I always thought, why karma Yoga? Why not just do jnana yoga? Right. And and then I sort of got I got to a point where, you know okay, intellectually you get it, but you don't, you, you, you're you still not there, right? And so you need karma yoga. And or let's say 99.9% or 99% people need that, right? Because you've got to clear your head, right? And uh, so, yeah, I mean, you know, you can you get sort of to moksha just by following jnana? I would think yes. But even people who kind of go down that path, I would, I would like to believe that in their previous kind of janmas, they must have gone through the karma yoga cycle to get yeah. to this point. Yeah. So in some ways, you know, it's you know, karma yoga is is necessary, and as as Kishore was saying, you know, you've got to calm the waters and clean the you know calm the waves and clean the waters before you can sort of see the that that ultimate sort of reality.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I think you know, all of us are fortunate that you know we probably have done enough karma yoga, or whatever in our previous births that today we've got a nice sharp axe to start chopping the tree off. We are still sharpening the knife, the axe,
0: but we are still not yet chop the tree.
3: Rajesh, once we chop the tree, I think the job
5: is done after that. Yeah, the job is
1: done. <laughs> we still cut the thread.
5: Is <laughs> the axe sharp enough? Is <laughs> the axe sharp enough? Exactly.
1: <laughs> the tree is not going to go away. Tree will just go away only with the axe.
8: It's waiting to be cut. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I th- I just We're talking on about one... tree, Rajesh and go Sorry, ahead, Go ahead, Bapi. complete
3: thought. I was just saying, Rajesh, you are talking about tree, and I can visualize that one of the chapters where uh, in Gita they talk about the uh, tree upside down, which I've never <laughs> understood. Yeah. <laughs>
1: We'll get there soon. I'm I'm sure that Swami Chinmayananda will give his own spiel spiel on how how that. I, I know
3: exactly. Yeah. <laughs> he's a master. It was very confusing in the first year when we were reading it from the yeah. Swami the uh, book. Uh, I could never understood uh, understood that understand that part even now.
1: That was yeah. just a teaser, VP, for all of us. To get to
5: this, yeah, I know. I mean, <laughs> right. I mean, we had a naughty verse in that action, in inaction action, in act, in action, in action. I think we have a whole naughty chapter ahead. <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
8: that's true. That's true. Yeah, there's just, and just, and also just one comment. Thing... Uh, one one comment. You know, I think on, on all this karma yoga and jnana yoga, I think there's there's an undercurrent. Oh, I have to. It takes a long time. I don't think that is. We should not view it from that lens. It can just snap, right? Um, so again, just some, some, it's important how we think about it is important, right? Uh, if we think it's a logical sequence, however it is, but the, you know, I, I need multiple birds to chop, I need to sharpen, then I'll cut one, one root Then I'll go to the, it can just all burn in one, one fire. So, I, I mean, we just, we need to work with the framework of possibilities because this is at least from what I understand my guru teaching. The framework of possibilities is super important uh, in this journey. Uh, Somebody says it takes 100 years, it will take 100 years. Somebody says it's, the framework of possibility says it's 30 seconds, it is 30 seconds for that framework of possibility. Because end of the day, it is that individual's reality bubble. So the possibility that is painted is is very important journey. I just want to kind of give that comment. Absolutely,
6: Mukwe. And that's why I keep, keep putting it in <laughs> that it is a possibility you know it can happen so you
3: know you it can happen as we speak to, now so <laughs>
6: exactly
5: it, exactly it, you know that's why that's very good Muku, because one it gives us all hope and two i think you're right i mean if you believe in something it will happen if you don't believe it's going to happen it probably won't so
6: it's I a shloka in about... ashtavakra we have to first believe that we are not right wrong. right <laughs> and then that, it's yeah. just it takes as much time as you take to, you know, it gives the uh, Ashtavagra says, so Janaka, you've already put one feet while riding the horse, right? The time it takes to put the second feet up is the time that's required to be enlightened. Nice. So, so that's why I think that possibility yeah. is definitely there. In fact, in one of the shlokas we did this time, it also says, Na which is like in a split second <laughs> or not too long what's the exact yeah
0: thing? yeah yeah right. mm-hmm. so eight
6: eight
1: I think.
6: <laughs> no six, uh?
0: six six yeah mm-hmm. six so it can happen we have to believe in that <laughs> yeah.
1: and that's where i think all the uh Quote unquote scientists will. What do you mean? Believe you know? You got to show me proof.
6: Sorry, come again. The
1: scientists will come back and say, you know, what do you mean? You got to show me? you 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 got to believe. You know, I don't want to believe. It's blind faith. Show me proof. And you know, you get into a tangential discussion completely because there's no point in you know arguing with them. Your reality is very different
8: than the reality what we are talking about. Yeah, you just point them to the observer experiment, right? Just go tell them, explain it. Mm. For me, please. Yeah, you mean
1: the double-slit experiment, you mean?
8: Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the double-slit, yeah. The continuation of that, right? Where the observer effect is called. Yeah. Yeah.
6: Yeah.
8: It's still not explained. Yeah.
6: Yeah, the tree never fell if nobody saw it. (laughs) (laughs) Correct. And that's where it was drshta drshya se alag hai par kya se alag
0: hai it's not. actually uh, yeah, just it's just a little it.
1: diversion just a little diversion if you think about it you know the potential of the quote unquote uh, the metaverse and all that right is is uh, is actually can go in multiple directions one direction that it could go is it could actually simulate Reality that you want in your own mind.
8: In fact, uh, continuing Alpana's thought, right? The dhista drishtam. Uh, this is sloka called Dakshinamurti sloka. I know some of you read it. Um, so it says the whole thing is a projection. So basically you I mean, like think of a projector, right? Um, so the seed for the projector is all from you. The reality that you see is is like a, your own private movie. Right? Uh, everything, 100% of it, including people whom you relate to whatever. It's, I mean, it's a very difficult concept to grasp, but that's where they say the ultimate reality ultimate realization is that you are um, you are the screen you are the projector you are the <laughs> you put the slides behind it I mean all of that is you right and and once you realize that that's where the whole idea of brahman right because it is your projection so it's you and you know the person of outside is you the world is the building outside is you because it's all just from your, your projection you project this. Yes. That's why it's a very, very beautiful uh, sloka. In fact, they play around the dishta, dishtiyam idea. So just, uh, just, you I know, mean, as we, as we, as we kind of unravel, but that's where a lot of, a lot of the scriptures point to that. It's all coming from you. you. You are the, you are the, that's why there's no other, right? There's no other because it just everything else is a projection. Of you, the same you exists whether you think outside or inside. It's that exists everywhere. <clears throat> that becomes the Brahman, as as or Ishvara, right? Again, depending on which school of thought you come from. Yeah. Uh, again, does, yeah, just as one is the oneness is the idea. So. Yeah, actually, you're not oneness, one. <laughs>
0: Um lots lots of uh, silent uh, participators just want to request if you guys can share any of your thoughts.
4: Hey, contact this guns so, i uh i have been moving around and walking around that's why uh i found it hard to speak but um i find definitely what uh, mukund was saying alpana was saying very uh, very profound lot of uh thinking and uh it's a it's a very hard concept to grasp but it comes very close to some of the, you know, uh, like what you were saying, like this reality simulation type of thing, It comes very close to that. Uh, and in fact, there's, uh, I think, Swami SPG has uh, actually commented on that recently. Um, when when I think uh, VP and Ajay, you were at a speech in Delhi, I thought I heard him talk about that also. Um, but uh, but uh, going back to what you said, until you have those uh, extra set of eyes, right, we have to uh, keep uh, cleaning the mind. Otherwise, uh, those eyes won't develop and we just go on with our physical eyes. It's just, uh, yeah. just a thought.
5: You're, you're absolutely right. I mean, I find what Alpana and Muku and Rajesh say as like one level above sort of my natural comprehension at this point. Um, you know, sort of we, we just read words as they as they sort of what the meaning of that word is, but I think obviously as you evolve, you know, you kind of get to the next level and you can kind of start to see things from a slightly different perspective, which is quite fascinating yeah. and profound, I have I have to say. But yeah, you 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 really kind of hit the nail on the head there. Yeah, and I mean, uh, from my simplistic mind, yeah. uh, from my simplistic mind, I found this shloka seven to be sort of very perfect. It just has about five sort of words, phrases, and it kind of captures pretty much sort of what a lot of what we sort of heard in chapter two, three, four. It talks about a yoga yukta, which is who's, who's somebody who's united with God and he says there are three things about him one is Vishuddha atma pure intellect vijita atma who's who's conquered the mind and jita indriya which who's conquered the senses and we've kind of seen this repeatedly over and over over again in some ways you know it really captures the sense of uh, you know what what the gita is telling us yeah yeah
6: I have a question actually in, in uh, Shloka five and the explanation. Um, it says uh, in the Advaita philosophy, Atman is not seen as anything other than the seer, but it is the experience of the seer himself by the seer himself. But I thought that, you know, what we had discussed earlier in, in earlier discussions, we've talked about that the seer does not experience anything. So I was a little confused about this one because here this, it says that it is the experience of this year by this year. So that's why So you're not using any of the sense organs to experience it. You're experiencing it by itself. So it can't be experienced by... Normally we think when we experience it has to be either seen or touched or any of the five sense organs etc right so you can't do that so it's the same thing that how do you know i exist Mm. not because you see you are there not because how how do you know you exist Mm. you don't need any of the proofs external proofs you just know how do you know you know okay. yourself it's that's just how. the knowing it's, it's yeah in terms when they say experience it's just the knowing correct not, it's just not the not awareness Aware, it's just the awareness awareness, without awareness. experience oh, yeah. Yeah. without any okay. any okay. object of experience without any external this thing or instrument okay yeah thanks
1: and, and uh, manu to add to what alpana is saying you know there are 3 three broad categories of what they stated, right? One is the direct perception, you know, uh, you see something externally through your sense organs, that's a direct perception, you know that 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 object quote unquote exists there.
0: Mm-hmm. The second
1: thing is indirect, you know, you see a smoke and then you know that you infer based on your past experience that uh, uh, a fire exists wherever smoke exists. So therefore you infer that the fire fire exists,
0: mm.
1: you know, but if you go beyond this, that's, that's the, uh uh uh, 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 that's the paroksha nabhuti. That's the, you know, the inference is what they call. But if it is not, if it's a direct experience, then it has to be through the senses. Okay, there are senses in the mm-hmm. mind. So if it is not through the senses and the mind, and if it is not through inference, aparoksha, then what is it? Uh, if it is through paroksha, if it is not through inference, not through direct, then what is it? It's aparoksha. That's the third word what they introduce, saying that it's a direct, it's not exactly direct means in the sense of the senses, mm-hmm. It's not uh, indirect means inference, but it's direct, direct. It's You automatically know that, like to Alpana's point, you know, mm. I can ask you, how do you feel today? You can say, I feel good, bad, but do you exist? If I ask you that question, you cannot say, I don't exist. That'll be mm-hmm. illogical.
0: <laughs> yeah.
6: Thanks. Thanks, Rajesh. Thanks, Alpana.
0: We've got uh, six more minutes, the others, I think, uh, Ranjani and Chitra.
4: If I may add to Manu's question there, in terms of the reflection for that specific one. Uh, This is, I I think this is an area where I think meditation seriously helps because as the mind quietens in meditation, in um, uh, what happens, at least uh, to some extent I've noticed this, but many of you, uh, all of you would have noticed it as well. Um, As the mind quietens and the thoughts die down, Significantly uh, the, it's almost as if you as the observer is observing yourself, right the the self is what is reflected. so the awareness is viewing itself in the mirror of the mind, right in in that sense, right? So that alone remains. So you you see that as the reflection. So um, in other words, there there is no object or a thought or, a, or something from memory or an idea or anything else in the mind for a few fleeting moments, if you will. Um, but then that reflection is what you see, right? If, if nothing else is there, what is there? I mean, it's that reflection that comes through. It's, a, it's as if everything has been cleaned out and the light, source of light is more visible, right? At, at that point and um, so when you said that sentence i was that's what uh, I was striking to me um, it, it's it's just that you observe yourself in the sense you, you as Atma observe Atma in the mind as a reflection in the mind because the source is more clearer at that point because for that to happen though, the mind has to be tranquil, really uh, to a point where the thoughts have died down significantly, and then you can actually see that, right? That the awareness is the 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 one there. Hey, uh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no. I'm just saying it, it's impossible to explain. I I I don't know how to say it. So the uh, the analogy that uh, I find extremely helpful is. Uh, Krishna's own analogy of the candle in a, in the wind. Mm-hmm. Um, if you make the mind, if you imagine the mind is the wind, you have to make the candle completely non-flickering. Even the slightest flicker cannot be there. Yes, it's that's how still it needs to be. Um, but I I, I do see what you're saying. Fisher. it's just just uh, amazingly hard <laughs> to imagine that. Just like uh, how it's hard to keep a candle that way. No, you, you cannot. Yeah, it is hard to imagine it. But it is it is something beyond that, right? So, one yeah. one way we can try, I know we have a minute here. Is basically, if you observe your mind, um, try to observe the thoughts in your mind, um, and or you know, what do you say, intently, if you will. Uh, I don't know how to say it, but basically in meditation, as you go through that, you, you get to a point where you do see, um, you, you feel that reflection and you you can, um, the what remains then would be the awareness. It's not something that can be, uh, I don't know, cannot be explained, but this cannot be uh, imagined, right? It's. Um, yeah, I don't know. How to
1: but there's there's an alternate way also, Kishore and Guns. Okay, yeah. The alternate. The, see, the challenge with this particular uh, uh, way of doing things is that, you know, in order for for us to gain that experience, we have to use meditation as the tool. And when we get out of the meditation, then we probably will not experience that again. Of course. But then, but then the tool that the other tool that we also have is that when you're in your day-to-day work, you just you know take off these two eyes that give you the normal vision of the life okay when you see let's say technically let's say that you see another person okay um, uh, let's take someone who's totally 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 different looking than you and the different thinking than you then how you view that person is how the mind is thinking but then you remove that lens you put another lens saying that that is atma and this is atma okay then you start training initially the mind will find it so difficult to accept that concept right but after some time, you know, the surface differences will start dropping off. Okay. Okay. Oh, yeah, the, the person looks different, the person thinks different, but it's all part of the same consciousness. And then after you train yourself with, let's say, people first, then you move to, you know, uh, uh, animals or trees. You look at a tree and then you remove the lens again. Okay. Yeah, it's it's a tree. And here's a human being. I have I have a different thinking process. The T has the tree does not have that. But what's the, whole, what's the whole thing that's making me think and what's the whole thing that's making it grow? Then you remove the lens again and then you look at a non-living object. Okay, and then you see what's the difference. Then what happens is then over a period of time, you know, when you start practicing it, it'll become 24 by seven meditation for you because ultimately that's what you're trying to do. Mm-hmm. You're trying to train your mind, that, that mind that is not trained today to see the vision of what the reality is. Okay. Either you can do it, train it, core, sit together in like an intense, um, you know, workshop session and do a meditation on a daily basis for half an hour. Or after you train yourself, you come out of the particular meditation and start looking at the entire universe in this new site.
4: Yeah. I, I see it as an and, not an or.
1: Yeah, yeah, it, 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 is, it is an and. I agree. But initial stages, it, it's an and. After some time, it is not, a, not
4: necessarily an and. It's not, oh, required a... yeah, so yeah, anyway, yeah, go ahead. I was
6: just going to say it's a journey from understanding and doing to knowing. Yeah. That's what it talks about. Yeah. If I, if I may add just one thing, I know we are over time. Uh, so when, whenever you see an object, actually that proves that you have eyes. And I, I actually find this as very, very powerful tool, even though it may sound very simple, that whenever you see any object, just think of the existence so forget about the shape and everything so i think and whenever you look at the object what it is proving is that i have eyes that can see similarly if you see anything any observe anything just think that it has some existence and what is that existence so think about that existence so equating eyes to the existence similarly you can do with consciousness just two things, actually, not any many more. But actually, existence is the easiest one, more yeah. than consciousness. Can you but say that, actually, that again? So I love so.
1: the definition of Brahman as Satchitananda. Correct. Yeah. It's very really so, easy so, to kind of, uh, of bucket, bucket yourself there and
4: say. Alpana, say, can you say that again? So, obviously, when you see something, uh, the existence of the object is there. Um, what is the second part you said there? Uh, yeah. So,
6: like when you see anything, yeah. it proves that I have eyes because my eyes can see. See this
4: object.
6: So similarly, if you see anything, just think that there is existence in it.
4: Mm. Okay. Yeah. And
6: just actually, so it is kind of uh, walking, talking meditation where every time, so you take away the content every every time. The moment you go to content, you are in Maya. So take away the con. The idea is to move away from the content. And just boil it down to either consciousness or uh, existence.
0: Yeah.
4: Hey, I, uh, yeah, I do find that very helpful, uh, Alpana. Thank you for that. Um, I was also thinking about uh, the years too. You saw gravity. Um, space really doesn't communicate any sound. There's no, uh, there's actually sound doesn't exist. It's only because of air that sound exists here in this planet but it, it really doesn't exist there's no there's no real audio
6: actually yeah we can go into it uh, next time because sound is yeah. at 4 level oh, yeah, right for yeah. yeah. Pashyanti, Madhyama and Vaikari Vaikari is the only one which is audible rest are also yeah. part of sound yeah. and they can travel through space your mind can go anywhere yeah. and that's actually sound
0: yeah,
6: that's So
4: oh.
1: All right. Four <laughs> minutes overtime, yeah. but well-deserved overtime today. So we probably will wind the session down today. And uh, Alpana, please, uh, uh, you know, post us the next set of shlokas. Till
6: 15.
1: Till 15. <laughs> oh, that's okay. Just six more. Okay. That's cool. <laughs> I suddenly thought it was uh, long.
0: <laughs> uh, okay. a long. Okay. Let's say a concluding there. Om Sarve
1: Bhavantu Sukhinaha, Sarve Santu Niramayaha, Sarve Bhatrani Pashyantu, Mahakaschid Dukkha Bhagavavet. Om Shanti Shanti
3: Shanti Shri Gurubhyo Namaha Harihi
5: Om. Everyone, have fun everyone.
0: Have a good weekend. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Thank you. Bye.